I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist, with your daily relationship nugget. In this podcast and radio program today, I will be addressing parents, that is, parents who supervise teenagers. So if you supervise teenagers, or you know someone who do supervise teenagers, call them right now for the next few minutes. I'm talking to you. This is very important. Here is the question. Where will your preteen and teenage children be next Saturday night? Is this one of your concerns? Are you having a challenge with providing appropriate entertainment for them? Who decides where they will go and what they will do on Friday or Saturday night? How involved are you in directing the show? Who is the boss? (laughs) Interesting question, isn't it? If you have no idea where your teens are going next Saturday night and what time they will come home, then you are the child and they are the parents. Furthermore, if you're not taking them or going with them wherever they are going, you have a real challenge in setting them up for a disaster. On the other hand, if you are not comfortable allowing your teenagers to do something or you are unable to go with them, then stick to your guns. That's important. It is best to err on the side of caution. Research suggests that parents don't impose sufficient restrictions on their teenagers after they get the driver's license and often underestimate their teenagers' use of drugs or involvement in sexual behavior. Teenagers do need supervision, not because they are bad, but because they frequently make bad choices. Most of the time, poor choices are made because parents or adult supervisors are not available to guide them. Teenagers are oftentimes impulsive and have supercharged energy that dissipates after a rush of adrenaline. Parents, guardians, adults, teenagers are begging you for help and guidance. They may not act that way, but they really need you. They do not want to be or to do bad things. They may act stupidly, but they're not crazy. And they're not really stupid. Let's help them. Ah, oops, you might say. I think parents, you must remember that you were once a foolish teenager and wish there were adults to guide you through the thick muddy wastelands of decision-making, temptations, self-centeredness, and passion. Teenagers can make lifelong positive decisions. It is during the preteen and teen years many make their career choices and stick to the choices throughout their adult lives. It is during the preteen and teen years that many Christians make their lifelong decisions for Jesus and stick to it the rest of their lives. Many preteens Christians make these lifelong decisions, and many preteens uh, choose not to smoke, drink, or use illegal drugs and maintain that wholesome lifestyle throughout their lives. Here is the catch. 
Although teens are capable of making lifelong wholesome decisions, the ability to stick to them is reinforced or weakened by parental guidance or lack thereof. The ability to make wise choices does not nullify the power of raging hormones, impulsion, and adventurous behavior. This is why at all times, at all times, toddlers, preteens, and teenagers, disciplined or undisciplined, must have supervision. And it's important to note that that you must not forget. Several years ago, I wrote an article entitled Teenage Violence and Culpability. I shared some interesting facts about teenagers. I shared that the age of majority, the legal age of adults, should not be 18, but 21. This is why mental health professionals sometimes refer to those 18 to 20 years as emerging adults and not full adults. The scientists, to their surprise, discovered that the teenage brain undergoes an intense overproduction of gray matter, the brain tissue that does the thinking. Then a period of pruning takes over, during which the brain discards gray matter at a rapid rate. End of quote. This process is similar to pruning of trees. Cutting back branches stimulates health and growth. This continues into their early 20s. Researchers at Harvard Medical School, the National Institute of Mental Health, UCLA, and others have collaborated to map the development of the brain from childhood to adulthood and examine its implications. The results so far are astounding. Dr. Elizabeth Sewell, a member of the UCLA research team, states the frontal lobe where this change occurs undergoes far more change during the adolescence than any other stage of life. It is also the last part of the brain development, which means that even as they became, become fully capable in other areas, adolescents cannot reason as well as adults. Maturation, particularly in the frontal lobes, has been shown to collab co correlate with measures of cognitive reasoning, end of quote. In other words, the research is suggesting that the ability for teens to make good choices is high, but the ability to stick to them without supervision is weak. What do churches and hotels have in common? <laughs> I know you're wondering where am I going. They are both used as babysitters, by parents or guardians who do not want the responsibility of supervising their children. It's ironical that I am talking about churches and hotels in the same paragraph, especially in a tourist-oriented society like the Bahamas and the Caribbean. Why? In my conversation with a few pastors, I found that many parents take their children to churches, to church on Saturday or Sunday morning, leave them there, and are not concerned or aware of what will happen during the rest of the day. Sometimes their teenagers return home after midnight when their parents are asleep. The next morning no questions are asked about how their children spent the day or why they came home so late. Often the church leaders are not aware, and they are not even aware that they are being used as babysitters. Therefore the teenagers are left unsupervised. 
Similarly, many parents drop off their children to large hotels where there are lots, a lot of entertainment and, or large open spaces for rooming. Hotels provide activities for paying guests, children only. The hotels are not prepared to provide supervision. No, they're not. For non-guest energetic teenagers. Hence, when teenage impulsivity takes over, we can have chaos. There are other large centers of recreation where if teens are left without supervision, there will be trouble. There are many playgrounds, there are many um, uh, recreational activities in large communities. Many teenagers are left there. Occasionally, my wife and I visit a wholesome Saturday night spot in town in the Bahamas. Often while strolling and enjoying the sights, we would see dozens of teenagers without supervision. These teenagers were not all from the lower class of society. Most of them were from middle and upper class, whites, blacks, and mixed nationals. It was amazing as we observed their aggressive behavior. They would sneak in dark corners, kissing or rubbing up. A few years ago, while I was on a wholesome Saturday night spot, I accidentally bumped into two teenagers who were passionately kissing in the dark corner. I was surprised to find out who they were. They were... They were... 15 and 16 years old, I knew from a well-respected family. Hotels, churches, recreational grounds must have guidelines and proper supervision for teenagers and sometimes young adults who are, whose untapped energies leave them, leave them restless. This has been your Daily Relationship Nugget. I am Barrington Brennan, keeping a smile on your heart.